Hi, welcome to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. My name's Ann, and in just a few moments, you'll be hearing from my boyfriend, John, as he tells me about what happened in wrestling this week. This is the one-hour week. He's allowed to tell me about that, so we'll probably learn a lot together. What do you talk about then? Uh, wrestling, come to find out. Go ahead, take a little sip there. It's okay. This is your time to, to, this is really the time immediately after you've gotten off work, so now you're ready to snack and relax. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little bit of shopping, and I went out and got some more paper towels, and I got some more greens for my for my like lunches, and you know, oh, do that with breakfast a little bit too. Take a break from the breakfast meats. That's have good. some salad with my eggs in the morning. You know, I might days. not eat dinner at all, because... You're eating Butterfingers? Well, the Butterfingers... Yes, but also because I've just had terrible indigestion the past few days. Maybe you can have one of your little bags of cereal or something. That's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to cereal for a little while. S- cereal okay. and Butterfingers exclusively. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Just want a, a bit bunch of a of, cleanse. Yeah, just a sugar cleanse. Mm-hmm. Just to get the sugar will help push all the all the bad nutrients out of your system. Well, I mean, my body's addicted to sugar because sugar is like heroin. You know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means you have to like get well when you when you are addicted to sugar. You know how mm-hmm. heroin heroin users have to like get well, like because if you go through withdrawal, you get really sick. Yeah, and then you can't do things. So for me, it's like the same thing. Like I have to have a lot of sugar in order to wait. Do heroin addicts do a bunch of heroin in order to get off of heroin? I'm pretty sure they just stop doing no, heroin. No, in order right? to function. Mm-hmm. Like they'll when you're addicted to something, you take it to function. Oh. They call it getting well because if you're not on heroin, you get sick. Mm-hmm. So you get well. So you're just see, I've read a lot of di- biographies by former rock star heroin addicts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know all these things. Yeah, mm. the old Kurt Cobain method. Ah, uh, he famously did not get very well, but no. you know, I think um, he uh, literally escaped. I was <laughs> from uh, like he scaled a wall to get out of rehab. Something yeah. I read about him that was yeah, and then died immediately he had a rough time. after. Yeah, he did have a rough time. Um, you know, anyway. but we love Kurt. He he's a friend of we the show. <laughs> if he was around, he'd be a friend of the show. I was gonna say, John, when was the last time you looked into how Kurt? I haven't checked in on Kurt for a while, but I'm sure he's fine. He's you know he was so successful for so long. I can't imagine that he's not yeah, doing well right now. Yeah, you just now. didn't keep up with what Nirvana no, was doing. Cause he's just he's just one of those guys, you know. That, you know, he had his run, and everybody wants him to do more stuff. But he's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. He's just like really low key. Yeah, low he's just kind of, of a recluse, you know. Yeah. Courtney Love is out there. She's sort of like the public face of the of the couple. Yes. Yeah. And Kurt <laughs> is just kind of Kurt's just kind of chilling. He'll he'll do something soon, you know. I'm sure. Oh boy, uh, I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna tell him. I'm not gonna tell him. Tell me what, babe. Um, Dave Grohl murdered Kurt Cobain. Uh, well, look. In 2006. Look, I suppose you could say the Foo Fighters have had a few good albums, <laughs> but I don't think I would go so far <laughs> as to say that Dave Grohl's murdered Kurt Cobain he, in he any ca- creative way. And we should Dave, probably get into the uh, okay the wrestling right. news. All right, fine. All right, okay. What's the first wrestling? D- Wait, first of first first. How's Sasha Banks doing? 
Sasha Banks watch. This just in from Sasha Banks news. Sasha Banks defeats Becky Lynch. Whoa! Yes, on SmackDown they had a SmackDown. It was on. It was. Has she beat her before? Uh, she must have. They wrestled yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Well, there was there was one match. I was I was thinking of they had an NXT Women's Championship match and like, yeah, it would have to be 2015. Sasha Banks was freshly the NXT Women's Champion. I think it was like one of her first defenses. It was on a, a takeover like mm-hmm. pay per view event, and that was where I um I already was becoming a fan of Sasha Banks. That was not that long after I first started watching it, pretty regularly. Uh, NXT. I mean, and. I was becoming a big Sasha Banks fan, but I'd seen Becky Lynch a few times, who was sort of like Sasha's kind of enforcer at the time. Uh, And then she, like, broke away from her. That's a tried-and-true wrestling thing when somebody's, like, you know, uh, your, like, muscle, Mm -hmm. like a thug for you or whatever. And then you mistreat them, and then they rise up and um, turn on you, and then they're the big hero, and everybody wants to see them overcome your abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Classic and abuser dynamic. Yeah, you know how like when you see somebody in an abusive relationship, you just want them to like You're just like rooting for them. You're, you're like, r- I'm so invested in this yeah, storyline now. You know, you want the abusee <laughs> to is- rise up and uh pin Yeah. The you abuser. you do. You want you them know. to take the belt. You want them to win whatever championship the abuser has. Yeah, you want them to take the belt. You know. Anyway, uh but Becky in that match, I was like, oh, Becky Lynch is great. And they had a great match. Um, I have not seen it in like six years, I guess, at this point. But I remember it being really good. And that was that. And Sasha won that match. Because um, mm. Becky Lynch actually never won the NXT Women's Championship. Of the four horsewomen of NXT, Charlotte, uh, Sasha, Which is different than Bailey. horse girls, everybody. Just so Yeah, you that's know. a website. Different than horse girls. You don't know what a horse girl is. <laughs> except don't. for some weird porn definition. Yeah. What is a horse girl? A horse girl is like a cat lady, but she's into horses. Like, you know what a horse oh, girl man, is. Wait. Horse girl is like a specific type of female nerd. Oh, wait. You mean, oh, that's yeah. It's like into like, horses. Like I ride, like she rides horses. A yeah, lot. like yeah. she's really into horses, probably other mm-hmm. weird stuff. Wears a bucket hat. I don't know. Like there's just, you know, that's, that's it's a vibe, really. That's not a new type of girl, but no. uh, it does feel like a Gen Z labeling. It is pretty. I feel like it is pretty recent that people have started widely labeling the horse Gen girls Z is horse very girls. precisely labeling people. Yeah. They are very. They are like they really because they're very. They're. I think they're the most uh, generation so far that has the most. They're mo- the most used to taking in like just a fuck ton of information That's all the time. True, yeah, and they're able to just like. And I do think every, pretty much every generation is more ironically detached than the previous mm-hmm. generation. So I think they're just able to just absolutely annihilate you with like, yeah. n- like there's also like the, the thing that even started with our generation where you label yourself online all the time. Yeah, you know? it's true. Like you have little bios and screen names. Like when did anyone write a bio for themselves before like aim? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? um, like when would you have ever had to like describe yourself in three sentences? Uh, yeah. Your retirement party. <laughs> yeah. <where you're> like, <laughs> 
tombstone on a resume i guess yeah. <laughs> like, resumes and tombstones that's yeah. pretty much it on a homeowner application yeah that's yeah, really uh, yeah but now it's like you gotta have a handle and an avatar everybody's gonna know who you are and an away message and a anyway sorry the horse women yeah anyway gen z is great we love <laughs> their support. we do i love gen z gen z is great my favorite gen so far i love when they like take down millennials yeah it's so accurate yeah they're really good at roasting people. They are so good at roasting at roasting people. They're good at everything because they have everything. They <laughs> anyway. Um, so Sasha and Becky, not um Gen Z, no. but they would be millennials. Uh, but they are. They had a, a match which I did not see, but I think it was. I'm just trying to think of other times when Sasha may have beaten Becky. Uh, and I'm sure it happened other times in like less prominent matches. I love one of the things I love about moments like this is I can see in your eyes how much it kills that you. I can't answer this. It absolutely kills you that you cannot call up these exact details with dates and everything. Like it's so funny to watch. It's so because <laughs> it's like a genuine problem that you're having. You know, because <laughs> look, here's the thing. Today, somebody referenced a song by the Goo Goo Dolls at work that's like... Was it Slide? Yes. Oh, I love Slide. So they talked about it, and I was like, I don't don't know what the song is. And then... They, and then they were like, oh, of course, you heard it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it was you everywhere. Don't you love the life you killed? So... Priest is on the phone. Father hit the wall. I disowned you. Oh, <laughs> man. I hope we don't get taken in. It could be a copyright I, thing. You're, yeah, it could be copyright. Oh sorry. Sorry. Take back, take you back. You sounded just like the song, too. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, so uh, this has happened to me many times uh, where mm. people are like, oh, you know this song. You absolutely yeah. know this song. You've heard it everywhere. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to have heard And then I listen to it, and I'm like, I've never heard this song in my life. You I really have no haven't idea. heard a lot of music. No, I have not heard a lot. Of, I Honestly, I didn't really start listening to music with any regularity till I was like 20. Like I just really didn't. I had very limited access to music. A lot of it was wrestling themes or just like music that was related to wrestling or just like oh. stuff that I could download. I really didn't think like, and then even when I started getting into music in college, it was like hardcore music. So like, it's still not anything people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I branched out more. Now I know a lot more. And also the like streaming stuff. So now I can, you yeah. know, whatever. But um, until then, it was just wrestling and masturbation. I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> there was that. There was video games. There was comic books. Oh, video games. And, yeah. Uh, you can't listen to music when you got video games. Yeah. I Truly, there was like, I didn't do a lot. So it's always just like, you would be. So the, the reason I bring all this up uh, is just to say. That, yeah, it really bothers me when I can't bring up <laughs> this information because I don't have a lot. Of, I'm like, really? See, the, the, I'm not into like a huge variety of things, mm-hmm. but the things I'm into, I know a lot about generally. That's true. That is true. And I would it, never accuse you of not knowing the most. I mean, truly, I don't even know what it is because I was like, I hate doing research. I really hate doing research. I hate reading things. It's funny because you do it all the time. I know, but you I just do like research all the time. But I just like with with certain things. I'm like, I'll read the whole Wikipedia articles or whatever. Yeah, well, it's you just, probably associate research with like research you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, even when I'm writing stuff, it's like you know, I took that screenwriting class, and they were like, "Oh, you should do a bunch of research before you start writing a script." And I'm like, I'll look at a couple bullet points in an article. I'm not. 
Well, it depends on how interested you are in the thing that you're writing about, I guess. It also depends on if you're getting paid to write this thing or if you have to go to work all day. Yeah. And then, like, figure out when you can write this thing in your your free time. Yeah, it's Um, just for fun. It should just be fun. It should just be fun, yeah. Um, anyway, but it's not a bad no. You should research things. You should know what you're talking about when you're writing. No. Anyway. Research is bad. Believe whatever I say. Oh, boy. Don't look into it. Oh, my God. Send me $50,000. Oh, my God. Well, finish telling everybody your phone number and then they can oh, text right. you. Oh, right. Another digit in my phone number is zero. God. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I can't remember the numbers No, that I have no idea so either. Far, so I could just be giving people zero every week. I mean, there's only 10 possible numbers that could be there. Zero through nine. Yeah, I think I gave out the last four on like the first episode. Yeah, All you may have once. given away the whole thing at this point, but now they have to figure out the combination. Well, when my phone starts ringing, we'll figure it out. Oh, my God. Anyway, Sasha and Becky, they had a match. It was... Sasha won. Uh, Sasha won. It was a non-title match. <laughs> Here's the thing about WWE. If you're a champion and you're in a match and it's not for your championship, 110% of the time you're going to lose. Mm. And 900% of the time, the commentators are going to go ballistic like it's never happened before. <laughs> like, oh my God, the champion just lost. And they'll be mm-hmm. like, it's like a meme to say that blank has pinned the blank champion. And it's like, it's always what it, cause they just love to do it. Yeah. To, to like, cause it's like a very lazy, easy way to get to like a title challenger. Yeah. But yeah, it sort of makes sense here because uh, Becky's like being kind of a shitty heel. So mm-hmm. um, she lost, but she didn't lose her title. But apparently tonight on Raw, Bianca Belair, newly of Raw, is challenging Charlotte Flair, <gasps> newly of SmackDown, for wow. the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, aren't they just trading titles? So, well, I don't. We haven't established that. I think it, I think they have to wait and see how this show, uh, this Crown Jewel show, uh-huh. shakes out before they. Mm-hmm. Do a title swap. I think last year with the New Day and the Street Profits, they were just like, "Well, we fucked up, and there's, there's, yeah, like, there are no matches coming up, so you, we have to move on from this now, and you guys have to just like trade your titles." Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's possible that Bianca Belair could win the Raw Women's Title tonight, and then therefore Sasha um, could just win the SmackDown Women's Title. Cool. And then you know go on, but more likely, I feel like. Becky will just have to give it up. I'm not sure. It's really an interesting situation. It's an, it's an unprecedented times. I don't know if it's that unprecedented, but it it I it feel like it's pretty precedented. WWE doesn't do anything unprecedented. In times Everything like in these, WWE is precedented. In times like these, now more than ever, That's these true. unprecedented times of wrestling have us wondering who's getting the belts. That's true. And I'll keep I'll keep you abreast of who's getting the belts. I'm sure that there is no scenario in which I could escape learning who gets the belts. That's true. This there's is no my fate. Because if we stop the podcast, there's, there's no way out. The, the, the if we pod- stop the podcast. It's coming all the time, oh, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is a damn. He <laughs> he will walk into he will open closed doors. He will walk into rooms. To tell me things that are not urgent. I'm like a cat. I don't respect a closed door. You do I will not. just I will just be like, you open this door. And you let me tell you yeah. this wrestling fact. Yeah. Uh, so it's true. I will not. It, you need this damn to remain yeah. in place because this is the only way. But I am sorry that I keep derailing it. 
it's okay. I don't really have like I don't think I have like a ton of things. I didn't have a ton I wanted to talk about there. I just you know Sasha beat her and that's cool. That and I'm sure it was cool. a good match. I'm I, we love Sasha. We I, love you, Sasha. I didn't watch it. We do love you, Sasha. And I wish uh, I might try to watch it later or something. I know it's supposed to be a, a very good match. I don't doubt it. They're very good. I just don't really watch a ton of you WWE know, anymore. Our friend Nicole Conlin. Yeah. Uh, she was on Twitter the other day responding to an XSW prompt, um, asking people to rank the best XSW characters they've ever seen. Ah. And she ranked Jar Jar Banks number one. Huh. I shouldn't have told you about the thread. Now where you're did gonna go uh, look at it. <laughs> you're gonna be where like, did, where uh, am I? Where'd Cheeto where Dust fall on that? Uh, did he make the top ten? <laughs> I didn't see. Didn't see Cheeto Dust down there. Oh, I really, really messed up. Wow. I messed up, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I Nicole. Not, I should not have brought this up. You're not going to hear this, but uh, I will personally call you and we'll talk about this. I thought I'll, I'll see, challenge my rating. I. Yeah, it sorry. just means that Cheeto Dust is going to have to try a lot harder and really, you know, he's going to have to become undeniable. I just thought it was nice that other people agreed that Jar Jar Banks was a great character. No, Jar Jar Banks is the number one character in, in XSW, yeah. extremely serious wrestling history. That cannot be denied. Yeah. Um, Jar Jar Banks literally is just basically Sasha Banks. As Jar Jar Banks. As Jar Jar Binks. It's it's if Jar Jar Banks dressed like Sasha Banks and was a lady wrestler. Yes. It's basically yes. Jar Jar it's Banks. Jar Jar Banks dressed like in a bikini essentially with like a purple mm-hmm. wig. Yeah. Um and it's great. And it's very he's funny. Very over. Um Yeah. And he's great. Uh let's see. Yeah, what's next? Uh, it's a fun little XSW plug, too. Yeah, I love plugging XSW. Me, too. It's my, it's one of my favorite promotions. Wait, are they still going to be around? Is Fesh moving, did you say? Uh, the dirt sheets are saying that w- the founder of XSW may actually be moving to Orlando to work for Disney. Oh. That is the, that's what the, some of the, I've seen some rumors. Meltzer's talking about this. Wow. Dave Meltzer. And, uh, wow. But I think uh, the the sheets, the dirt sheets, are saying that uh, XSW is gonna hopefully continue on. Not even hopefully, it's gonna continue on. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, there's just some restructuring going on behind the scenes. And yeah. uh, I hope to get uh, behind the scenes. Hope to be involved, and uh, I yeah. think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great uh, new era. I don't think Fesh, the founder, is gonna is gonna be completely out or uninvolved. He just will be. Not, well, if anything, he yeah. could be more involved in Orlando. That's where all the wrestling is. Isn't that's it? true. That's true. It's it really is. It's where yeah. that's where the uh, maybe he could make some connects. And I like know, really, you know, and get some more. Yeah, it was always funny whenever like actual pro wrestlers were on those shows, and then it was mm-hmm. like me doing Cheeto guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> with, like, you did. Who did you fight in that Orange Cassidy thing when he was there? When I saw it, when I came to the show and he was in it. I I think the only match I ever actually participated in that Orange Cassidy was in was like a Royal Rumble style thing with like thirty. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I think I was there because I was there one night when he was there, and and I would have only been there if you had been there. Because it's true. Um. Yeah. No offense, anybody else. I just don't usually go to comedy shows unless I'm directly needed <laughs> i know it's very hard to get me to go to a comedy show i'm not booked on and that's not that's shitty but it's just no, you know you just spend so much time yeah john won't even come to my comedy shows you do comedy all right let's um, move on <laughs> well we have said xsw shows are absolutely 
the only like live comedy shows I've been to where it's oh. like if it's like three hours, I'm still in. Yeah, I actually I don't care how long they are. Like They're of all the, the comedy shows that exist, I would actually go to an XSW show even if you weren't in it. Like more yeah. so more so than any other kind of comedy more so show. than like mo- like stand up shows and things. That's not the yeah. shit on stand up shows. It's just but XSW just very... like is a stand up show, but it's just like more interesting it's because m- people are still doing jokes and bits, mm-hmm. but it's interspersed with like this choreography and you know. Uh, common commentators on the side and stuff and yeah. like st- kind of stories and stuff and you can you know you and know? it's it's a big yeah. it's a more it's like a wider variety of acts yeah and it's like so stupid in a way that's just it's just fun it's not trying to take itself seriously yeah. in like any you know what it, it's more like a sketch show it is it is basically is a sketch show yeah but it's like more p- participatory because you can like be involved in it yeah you can yell yeah and you can like audience. you can kind of interact with it and you feel like you're part of it like remember, a wrestling show remember that super drunk guy that came to that one and of, he was like yelling too much was it that firefighter or they, they were yeah he brought a, it he was brought the somebody with it. I guy think, i think it was it was either him or i think it was like his friend they or were something. yelling mean his things yeah i think i can't remember what they were yelling but i feel like it was kind of offensive maybe yeah i think it bordered on that and then were people had to be like, like the r word and stuff maybe I they might have been and i think people had to start being like okay yeah well one <laughs> of them gonna... got up on stage like one of them came up on the stage next to the ring and was like trying to talk to people Oh and yeah, they had people, to like escort him off. The lines get real blurred sometimes, and uh, some people get a little too excited. Yeah, about, about it was the really dramatic at the time. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and then COVID happened. And then COVID happened, and I never had to see any of those people again. Yeah, except Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Banks, who is follows us in all our dreams. Yeah. Um, What's next on our list? Of oh, who knows? Stories? Oh, I have a retraction. Oh, a retraction! Wow! 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 Uh, that's the noise for if there's a retraction. Uh, I believe Adam Page. This is the last week we were talking about Adam Page and, and Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. And one of the ways in which they were similar, I said, was that uh, they both wore short little trunks, uh, little shorts to wrestle. Oh, I thought you meant like elephant trunks. <laughs> they wear little elephant trunks on their <laughs> on their butts like tails, or on their fronts like wieners. Um, <laughs> And uh, no, but they, uh, Adam Page, and I knew he did this sometimes, but in his most recent return, was wearing long tights. So he was not. So that Maybe he listened to our could. podcast and got insecure. Well, but with, this was prior to the, so he had oh. already worn the line. Oh. I, I, I messed up and said that he had oh, worn Oh, this small is on shorts. you. Yeah, that's why it's a retraction. So it's like an old cop car. It is. And uh, to go along with that retraction, he had a hell of a promo on Dynamite. Oh, really? Yeah, he talked about cowboy shit, which is like his catchphrase and how he's going to like, he talked about his connection to the audience and his journey from like, he used to be friends with the elite who started AEW and they had to leave Mm -hmm. Ring of Honor in New Japan uh, and he really believed in their mission, but then they all got kind of arrogant and he lost a bunch of matches and lost his confidence, but the crowd still loved him Uh, and it and he's a real underdog story i mean the adam page thing like almost makes me cry and so like Aww. it does somewhat remind me of the uh fucking south park really like got out of my head with that like the theater thing yeah where wanna... the girls having all the abortions because they the boys do a backyard wrestling show and the audience gets way more into the story than they do the wrestling yeah and <laughs> then so they'll have people doing like theater and mm-hmm. it's just 
And it's like even when it's something like Adam Page, which is based like in a lot of reality, and he is very like natural mm-hmm. in the way that he delivers things. It like I'll be getting really excited about it. I'll be like, this is so fucking good. And then I'll remember that, and I'll be like, God damn it, it is theater. And I'll be like, um, I mean, but, but it you is know, it is if great it's, if it's no, close it's just, to his real life. You no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Then it's, it's just, like it's it can be both. But that's it, always the question, isn't it? I know. That's always the thing we're exploring as human beings. How, where does the art end and the artist begin? That's true. And and wrestling is in a unique spot where I just get like in my head about it. But wrestling is in a unique spot where they're like you you really want them to blur those lines like i know people talk about it like yeah, it's you know course. fully behind the scenes and you and it can be really cartoony and stuff but i think when it's at its best it's like based in some level of that's why i love new japan so much because they just treat it like a straight up sport mm-hmm. and it's just like and i don't even like sports but it's it's the best version of a sport because it's like predetermined so it yeah you can like make it really interesting to watch the whole way through mm-hmm. and it is like over the top and people can be like really accentuate their personalities and stuff and it but it, they they treat it like it's a fully real thing and like these are somebody's real motivations and like this is how they really feel about them and they just mm-hmm. like don't i don't know they don't undercut it in any way yeah. um they don't goof around they don't goof They're around not as screwing well. around over there stop screwing around <laughs> they uh I just had a little South Park callback, but yeah. uh, there is a guy named Toru Yano, though, who is a very uh, Toru Yano is very silly, and often mm-hmm. has rolls of tape and will tape people up outside the ring to try to win via count out. And That's all this smart. Stuff. It's very silly. That's clever. He is very clever, um, and he wins a lot of matches that way. Uh, and he'll immediately apologize and then try to low blow you. Uh, mm. He's great. Um, let's see what else did I want to. What else? What else? Oh, so there was this thing uh, where this guy Andrade, formerly of WWE, now in AEW, uh, he's sort of feuding with the uh, the Lucha Brothers, mm-hmm. Penta El Cerro Miedo. Uh, said that the least, the worst accent of all time. And then uh, and his brother Ray Phoenix were uh, they're the tag team champions, and they were the tag team champions of uh, AAA as well. Say. A Mexican promotion, uh, and so they had Andrade brought in some uh, wrestlers. He called them like mystery masked wrestlers to challenge mm-hmm. the Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. for their AAA tag team titles, which they did. And he brought in and it was this tag team called FTR, which is they used to be in WWE, now they're in AEW, and he like hired them out to be as like mercenaries essentially to win these titles from from uh the lucha brothers but they had him come out in like disguises so they were los super ranas which i guess means the super frogs mm. so there's a a move in wrestling called a hurricane rana mm. which apparently according to this i guess the move has just been called a hurricane frog the whole time i mean oh. if, if rana means frog and hurricane you know, means hurricane, yeah. then it's a hurricane frog. It's a hurricane frog. Yeah. It's a hurricane. Do you think it's, okay, do you think that means it's um like a frog that is a hurricane, or do you think it's a hurricane named frog? Hurricane frog. You know, like the weather frog. people are like, here comes hurricane frog. Hurricane frog destroying the Northeast. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, 
frog hurricane. So you have to like leap up on somebody's shoulders and then you pull uh-huh. them down with your legs. Oh. So I guess that's where the frog thing is. And I, I somebody was telling me that the... Uh, Maybe it it's because you spin around while you're doing that. Technically, you are spinning because you're like flipping over. Yeah, and I think maybe somebody was like pinning somebody kind of in a squat position when they first did it, and the announcer said they looked like a frog. That's uh, my mild research, mm. even though we, you know, we know I hate research. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. Yeah. Um, and wrestling research is hard to do because it's not like you just go to Wikipedia. No. <laughs> you got to go to Mexico to to no, research. No, but I mean, it. I've tried to look up stuff before with wrestling, and sometimes it's just not. I don't know. Sometimes you have it to look at what like it is. kind of special websites about things. Well, I mean. I find Wikipedia l- lacking in some wrestling stuff. I find it depends on what you're looking up because some wrestling articles are like uh, novels. Like it mm. depends on, on who and what you're looking up. Like there. I mean, because it, it, there's a lot of nerds that like wrestling. Uh, that Hang would on. also. We got low battery. All right. We're back. We're back. I uh, I accidentally ran out of batteries on the Zoom recorder. We had to change them real fast. And we also had to look up what's in butterscotch. Yeah, because we were still talking about Butterfingers because it says, you know. Uh, well, we learned that it? butterscotch has no peanuts in it, but Butterfingers do. Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery. But I've never considered. Yeah, that's the freaking tagline. Yeah, but I've never considered Butterfingers to be like peanut butter. You know? No, I mean, it doesn't have the consistency of peanut butter, but it's no. their flavor. I've never even thought of them as tasting like peanuts in any way. I like them, but I, it, it felt more like a butterscotch thing to me. I feel like they're very unique. Like, I don't feel like there's a thing. I think Butterfingers are just Butterfingers. You know what? Take it up with whatever The Fun Size Corporation. <laughs> it really doesn't Ferrero. say. It says over here, Ferrero. Oh, that's a special, special is, one. Yeah. Ferrero. Take it up with Ferrero. That just sounds like a guy I have to call. Yeah. Um, Peter Ferrero. Hey, this is my voicemail. If this is about the Butterfinger thing, leave a message. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> sounds like an Italian man who's been punched in the mouth. <laughs> I've dealt with a lot of issues over this Butterfinger thing, okay? You don't build an empire like this without taking a few cold cocks to the face, okay? <laughs> All right. Where were we? I don't know. I feel like I haven't talked about wrestling almost at all this entire episode. You have, trust ha- me. Okay, great. Um, uh, uh, also, I, I took a picture with Tony Schiavone at at Comic Con. Oh yeah, near Comic Con, lovely man. Uh, yeah, it was very cool to meet him. I did. I just wanted to. This is almost a retraction. I didn't realize, and this is going to sound really dumb because I was at Comic-Con. I thought he was promoting a podcast. He's a thing called Butts and Seats, which is based on a thing that he said mm-hmm. um, where WCW used to like read. WCW Monday Night Show was always live, and mm-hmm. they went head-to-head with WWF Monday Night Raw, which was taped like every other week. So on the taped weeks, WCW would read the results for mm-hmm. what was happening on what was going to happen oh, on Raw. Oh, I remember this. I, w- I saw this in the the documentary I watched about the wars. Yes, the Monday Night Wars. The and wars. so he Eric Bischoff, like the guy who was running WCW at the time, made Tony Giovanni read the the spoilers and basically they would just like make fun of them and shit on them and be like, "You don't want to mm-hmm. watch that. Stay here." Um and Mick Foley, Mankind at the time was going to win the WWF championship. And 
So that was a guy that Tony Schiavone knew. He had worked with him before. Mick Foley was in WCW for a long time, and he famously had this line where he was like, they made him say this. Uh, like He was like, Mick Foley, mankind, Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Huh. Mick Foley, that'll put butts in seats, mm-hmm. and uh, which was very hurtful. And he later apologized to Mick Foley for it, and it was not his idea to do. Um, uh, and so Mick Foley... So anyway, this was like a huge blunder for them, and they actually, like, people switched over to Raw, or switched over, yeah, from Nitro to Raw to watch that, and then they, mm-hmm. like, WCW just, like, lost pretty much everything, oh, and then it really fucked them up. Um, but anyway, he has a thing called Butts in Seats, which I thought was a podcast that he was doing, and it's a comic book. Oh, cute. It's like a graphic novel about his, like, career, I think. Oh, that's nice. It is. And I just was like, oh, I didn't even realize that's what he was promoting. I just Did you buy it? No, I didn't realize what it was. I thought it was just like a booth to, I don't know, I, I just thought it was a podcast. I, who'd have thought at Comic-Con you'd be promoting your comic book? I know, right? Um, I just didn't think Tony Schiavone could cared, read? cared about comic books. Oh, I know he could read. <laughs> I just didn't think he cared about comic books in any way. I don't know. Or like why that would be like the thing that he would, but it's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Now I want to read it, but. Yeah, um, well, maybe someday you will. Yeah, maybe someday. We'll put it on the pile. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was that. John uh, bought a ton of comic books at Comic-Con. I bought a lot of comic books at Comic-Con. a brick of comic books at Comic-Con. A cinder block brick. I did. Like, huge. Well, a lot of comic book stores come and bring, like, uh, you know, their backlog of their old issues that they have, yeah. and they're cheap there. Mm-hmm. Have to pay seventy dollars to get in, and then they're cheap. Um, so I bought a lot of stuff that I that I was missing from collections, things I'm trying to collect. No, I'm just jealous. I didn't get to buy anything at Comic Con. Yeah, you only got to fulfill a bunch of professional dreams. Yeah. And host a two thousand person panel. There were two with your favorite with your there. favorite show, the cast of your I favorite in, show. I was in front of two thousand people. Yeah. Oh. It was you did, and you did a great job. I did do a great job. Sorry. Anyway, that's back okay. to no, wrestling. Okay. No, that was your that was Anne's minute to, to reflect Anne's on something. Minute. Um, let's see. On AEW Dynamite this week, the Inner Circle, this Chris Jericho group, mm-hmm. a lot of good talent in there, right? But Jericho, whenever he's a when he's a bad guy, he's the best because he's so like he's self, really good as a bad guy. He's like self deprecating, not even really mm-hmm. self deprecating. He's like. He's cartoony. Just, he's just cartoony, and he's like a complete idiot. Yeah. But he's like so confident, like a sitcom character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like just like a Michael Scott, Homer Simpson level. Yeah, like he's confident, classic, but such an idiot. A classic buffoon. Kind yes. Of. Um, and he's very funny. But then when he's a good guy, he's like the worst. Because mm. now he's like trying to be funny, in like a shitty way, and he's like, he'll go to like these things he was doing twenty years ago. That are just not funny. Like they're like, the, the inner circle loves to. They they're feuding with these MMA guys. This guy mm-hmm. Dan Lambert that like I guess is the founder of this thing called American Top Team, which is I guess like an MMA training mm-hmm. team or facility or something. I don't really know much about MMA. Uh, like they could literally have they have like famous MMA fighters on with him right now, and they could literally hire any random actors and tell me they're all MMA legends and I would believe them. Oh yeah, I sure. No, I have no idea. Um, I would recognize like Ronda Rousey and like, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it would get it would get pretty blurry almost immediately. Yeah. Conor McGregor, maybe, I guess. Um, but he would not be doing this. But anyway, um, so that one, there's one female fighter named Paige Van Zandt who is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like part of their group. And they're all like shitty heels. They're all mean. Um, and so Jericho's inner circle are good guys. And they immediately went to like singling her out and being like, I think you want to like get together with the inner circle. And but you're a gross lady and we're not gonna we wouldn't fuck you that's like there and it's just like are we doing this is like shit he was saying in like 2000 you know like 20 years mm-hmm. ago like woodstock 99 era you know what i mean yeah and it's like i don't need this and anymore this is him being a good guy yeah they know it is and it's like it's just it's just an era of it's just a I would. I just want to leave it, it like, behind. He's go like away. trying to be good and cool. Yes, where you're just like you're a hoe, kind of a thing, yeah. you know. And it's just like because he used to do this to Stephanie McMahon, who is similarly like an evil character. Like she, uh-huh. her character was clearly evil and mean and and yeah, wrong. Yeah. And so he would, he would like make fun of her and say she was like gross and like mm. gross, you know like slut or whatever and it was just like wow and it was just like at, at the time you know in 2000 things people were just like yeah what? like oh what? yeah yeah you yeah. were into that in 2000 into woodstock 99 um and now you know you've grown we've all grown and we're like i don't i'm just kidding you're not responsible for how you behave oh as thank a god in high school oh thank unless god unless you killed someone <sighs> anyway um anyway but he did that, and it was just like, I don't, why are we doing this? Let's stop yeah. with this. And you could, uh, a fun, the, the, the one funny part about the whole thing was CM Punk being on commentary and Jericho saying that he was, uh, he was like, I wouldn't touch you. Like, you know, I would never touch you, Paige Van Zandt. You're gross. And then mm-hmm. Punk being like, I don't believe him. I think he would. <laughs> it, was just, it was great. Like, because I could tell he could sense. Mm-hmm. that it was problematic and uncomfortable yeah. yeah and so he knew there needed to be some sort of way to address it um but the main thing is also or that's that is a main thing but another thing if i never hear a wrestler say the word bitch again in my life it'll be too fucking soon yeah. people they love to say bitch they love to say like you're a bitch and like not even to not to the female wrestler but just mm-hmm. like to other guys to be like i'm gonna make yeah. you my bitch you're a bitch and it's just like you can bleep all this out, I hope. Uh, but it was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can bleep it all. Out. Uh, well, it's it's part of the toxic masculinity thing of not yeah. being well spoken and only knowing four words and yeah, yelling those words at each other because that makes you seem tough and cool. Yeah, and also you know being like you're. There, it uh, it is also like, toxically masculine to be like you're going to be the. Like yeah, well, yeah. Female in this situation. Yeah. I will be the dominant male or yeah. whatever, you know? I just mean, like, yeah. in the sense that they use that same word over and over again. They also, do. And they, it's for kids. It is so. for, like, it is to <laughs> teenagers. pop teenagers still. Yeah, um, so they might and think it's like, that's cool. I have grown. So this, like, teenagers now, but I feel like Gen Z teenagers aren't into that. You that's know what I mean? That's the thing. That not or millennial. I guess they're millennials still. Well, yeah, Gen- but also when you when you think of things that are for teenagers... I always think you should like round down by like five years as to who something is for when it's like a younger person. So like if it's for teenagers, that means it's for 12 year olds. Yeah. (laughs) So like, but if it's for like teenagers, it's for like everyone's, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's a much more involved. Well, I think you've said this one time before you're like, it's basically you're fantasizing about being that. 
Yeah, so it's like whatever like, you would fantasize about being is who it's like. Yeah, like the only people who really fantasize about being teenagers are twelve-year-olds. Hopefully, um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of forty-year-olds who longingly fantasize, like yeah. who sadly fantasize oh, about sure. being I mean, teenagers all, again. Let's be honest, we all watch high school dramas because we all like that stuff. I just mean like when they're. I don't know. With oh no, I know what you mean. With wrestling, I'm like, yeah, it's for teenagers. By teenagers, I mean twelve year olds. When want, I was who, a kid, teenagers who think that that's what teenagers watch. Yeah, you're watching like a fantasy of of what you yeah, think it's going to be and like. You're I like, mean, you think you're watching something really transgressive and like bad. Well, but yeah, it's like it's not. And when you're a kid, somebody saying bitch, you're like, oh, right, yeah, because that's what they want it to be. Like they say it, like they punctuate it, like you're a bitch, and yeah. so that you can be like, uh. Oh hell yeah! And it's like you really sound dumb, and like you don't know. Well, that's I never literally heard again. for like the ten-year-old boy who's watching that, yes. going, "Oh my god!" Oh, you got like him. I remember, I, just for the listeners' benefit, but one time John and I went to see Money in the Bank. I mean, we've talked about this just about every episode, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, one of the guys who came with us, who I shan't name because I don't mean to shame him, it was mm-hmm. just a very funny moment. Was sitting next to me, and John was on the other side of me, and. This guy kept going like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> oh, that. Uh, uh, did he say bitch? I can't remember. No, but he no. was just saying he every. chicks. Chicks. That's what yeah. it was. He was like, oh, man, the chicks are next. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> and he's like having these like really just reactions that are just full of swears. Yeah. And right in front of us, the row in front of us. So a mere foot from our like. Yeah heads are these like precious precious seven eight year old six i think some of them might have been younger than that yeah blonde children <laughs> in little baseball hats oh the <laughs> we're so excited to be there little sailor uniforms <laughs> sweet they, children and one of them kept looking back because whenever he would say something like oh shit the kid would be like <laughs> you know like well you know look i went to a that's true but uh, i went to a a smackdown taping in Buffalo, New York in mm-hmm. uh, like November 2006. See, I need to redeem myself for the Becky Lynch, Sasha thing. I yeah. to call up as many specifics about yeah. this. Yeah. And um, we were in, we were sitting in the audience, obviously. Uh, and this couple was there with their like two-year-old son mm-hmm. who now is like fucking teenager but uh oh my god um, you're right he's one of those he's like the teenager (laughs) that is that is uh, this teenager is definitely excited about somebody saying bitch because he they would tell him like hey do do stone cold do stone cold and then he would just like flip you off as a little kid and he would like they would like get they were getting him to like curse and stuff and i was like and it, the poor it, teacher who has to deal I, with that kid I know. when he's like I, six. I used to have a picture too of I, I, it got like lost in some you know it, you, it used to be very difficult to switch computers yeah it used, now you can just like there's iClouds and things yeah 15 years ago it was just like well this thing is dead and now I have to just start my life over again with a new <laughs> desktop computer um, yeah and so I used to have a picture of my friend one of the, my friends that I went with like looking at this kid with a shocked face and this little kid just flipping him <laughs> off and it was so funny uh and i'm pretty sure that same friend was like yeah that kid was cute but he's like definitely gonna grow up to be an asshole yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah kid probably uh 
Yeah, that kid thinks uh, thinks that that's adorable. Being a jerk is adorable and yeah. gets him positive attention. So guess what he's going to do for the rest of his life? Flip people off. Be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, as much as we may have been corrupting those youths at Money in the Bank, some of those youths are already corrupted. Yes. The two-year-old in Buffalo justifies the, like, other little kids that we saw in yes. Hartford. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I, I agree. I agree. They were decades apart, <laughs> but the same. That, that kid actually could be one of their fathers. <laughs> Theoretically. The, yeah. No. It's no. possible. No. It might be. All right. If, if we probably have time for like two more okay. or maybe three, depending on how long we spend. Okay. Um, I didn't write a ton down for this one. Uh, we have uh, the... The AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Ooh. That's uh, the number. So uh, it's an eight-man tournament. Culminates at um, Full Gear, which is their next pay-per-view in November. Uh, and the winner gets a world title shot uh, at some point. And the brackets are... It, I don't, it looks interesting. Some of it's a little disappointing because... It's not just like the eight biggest people in the company. It's like uh-huh. there's a couple people that clearly are not going to win. So here they have this guy, this guy named Ten from the Dark Order, mm-hmm. Preston Vance, but he goes by Ten because Dark Order has numbers. Mm. He's facing John Moxley. Mm. Very unlikely that Ten will win. Yeah, because I've heard of John Moxley. So. Yes, you've never heard of the number Ten. Uh. It's very no, famous. Where, wha- tell me about it. The number 10 is very famous. Uh, it's after where, 9. After 9 is 11. Yeah, but before that. That's 9. Yeah, but in Wait, between Wait, are that, you telling me that the- <laughs> it's 11? The whole time, 9-11 wasn't a complete... <laughs> no, it just made sense. Yeah. After 9 comes 11. Yeah, I mean, technically, that is true. 11 does come after mm-hmm. 9. But there's a stopover in Ten Town first. Uh, then we've got Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs, which should be a great match. Powerhouse Hobbs is is great and will be a world champion one day. You but think Orange Cassidy could win? I think Orange Cassidy will almost certainly win that match. Good. Um, he's a much bigger star. Him. We do know him, and he's an XSW alum, and he is very popular in AEW, and he will probably be a world champion soon, so I think it's... Very likely he'll win that match. Then we have Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Danielson. Mm. Dustin Rhodes, I think this will be actually a very cool match, but it would be pretty shocking for Brian Danielson to lose, considering he's a giant megastar and Dustin Rhodes is also great, but is, you know, on the back end of his career, I think. I would love to see Dustin Rhodes get a world title shot. I think people would go nuts if he did. Um, Why doesn't he go by Dusty? That was his father, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, well, see, I don't know these things. That's why I have you here. Oh, yeah. Dusty Rhodes is like a legendary, like, like ridiculously legendary wrestler. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is his other son. Mm. Um, so he got the E sound. Yeah. And this guy got the dust sound. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you put them together, and together they form Dust- Dusty Rhodes. Destiny Cody Rhodes. Destiny Cody Rhodes. Um but I would be very shocking. I mean, Brian Danielson does lose big matches sometimes because he seems like a nice guy, but he's, uh, I, I don't foresee it here. 
It would be very weird. Did you say he seems like a nice guy even though he mm-hmm. loses sometimes? No, it's like, you know, in wrestling, if you're willing to lose. Oh, like, you know, I get it because it's, like it's generous. fake. Yeah. Because it's all fake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> and then there's Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Lance Archer is the big guy mm. with like the dreads who throws people around and Eddie Kingston is the guy who talks about how hard his life has been and how sad he is, but it's great. And we love him for it. Yeah. Um, and so that one could actually, is the only one I see here that could go either way. I, I feel like it'll probably be Lance Archer, but I think it's it's definitely possible Eddie Kingston could win that. So who do you think's going to be in the final? <sighs> you know, it's tough to say. I mean, it feels like maybe it could be John Moxley and Brian Danielson. It feels like Brian Danielson will make it to the finals. It just it would be weird to have him lose something big so early. Yeah. Um, I don't think John Moxley, I think John Moxley would be a great like world title challenger because I, I think hangman Adam page is going to win mm-hmm. the world title from Kenny Omega at full gear. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like John Moxley would be a good first defense for him, but I don't know that he would be right to win this tournament. Cause John Moxley is the former world champion and he was, he's a huge star there and you could, he could challenge at any moment mm-hmm. and you would believe it. So I don't know that he needs to win this tournament. Uh, unless <laughs> unless he does a full like heel turn, mm-hmm. which he's kind of due up for one, uh, and that could be really cool. So it's possible that could happen. I don't know because he's a he's great as a babyface or a heel. He's a could be very like sadistic. Guy. He's always he's, he wouldn't even really have to change much because he's his character is like crazy anyway. So yeah, um, I would be here for that if that would be if that's something they want to do. Probably probably Brian Danielson possible orange cassidy can make it to the finals i think we'll see orange cassidy with the world title sooner than later but i don't think it's gonna happen now i hope he's not listening he's our dear dear friend he is our dear dear friend we have him over for dinner every week we do well we invite him <laughs> yeah we invite him he never shows up yeah but, but he doesn't care that's his he thing. knows it's a standing invitation yeah well that's his whole thing is he doesn't care so even if he does hear yeah. this he'll be fine yeah um let's see if i can fit something else in here uh we could do crown jewel predictions. Oh, that's the Saudi one, that's right? The, yeah, it's the Saudi Arabia that's show. That's the being naughty in the Saudi. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of a word that rhymes with Saudi that you it's, can like. It's tough. Getting rowdy in the Saudi. Rowdy in the Saudi. That's uh, that's one. Um, oh, I also just want to check in. Say the G1 climax is still going. I'm watching like I watched like two whole shows of it today. Because it's almost done, and I'm trying to catch Forgot up before about the finals. The G1 climax. Yeah, I know, and it's the it, vibrator-inspired uh, yes, wrestling tournament. It's sponsored by the most <laughs> sensual sex toy in all of Japan, uh, the G1 climax, and it's going great. Uh, we're rooting for Zack Saber Jr., but there's a couple other people that that I would be very happy to see win as well. But well, uh, I we'll hope Zack does good for your sake. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Let's run through these predictions real quick. Um, Got the card up here on uh, Wikipedia, which and the wi- card is you could the card is the list of matches. Okay, card is all the comics that are performing. It, do they write it on an index card? Is probably that why it's the card? It probably is. I think that's a, like an old like boxing thing. I think that's your the oh, card that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I think I've heard that. You know, like when you do a stand-up show, these are all the people that are on it. Um, okay, so the first one is Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar, and I know Paul Heyman's a manager. Right? He is yes. Um, I thought I'd heard that he died. He has not. 
Okay, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, um, it would be awkward. Colin, Colin Powell died. That's a different Colin person. Colin Powell did die. Uh, R.I.P. That's a different person. R.I.P. Colin um, Powell. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Or no, wait. Brock Lesnar. You're going to say Brock Lesnar? I'm going to say it's definitely one of those two. Okay, it's pretty but highly... Maybe think, Paul Heyman will squeak in there. I, I think I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar because didn't Paul Heyman used to manage Brock Lesnar? He did, and that's been like, from what I've been following here, uh, a running part of their... Uh, right, so I thing. think because Roman Reigns already has Paul Heyman under his thrall, it would only be interesting if Brock won because it would humiliate Paul Heyman. Yeah, it's very very possible. Brock Lesnar also has an unblemished record in Saudi Arabia and usually wins in two minutes or less. Well, there we go. Um, but and, Roman Reigns... And might be onto something here. You might be. Normally, I would pick Brock Lesnar. For this, I even though I do agree that that Paul Heyman thing would be interesting, Roman Reigns is like their main guy and he's had the title for over a year and he's mm-hmm. by far their best character and the like the only character that really gets to like develop and exist. Mm-hmm. And I would be surprised. I mean, if it was going to happen, Lesnar would be the guy to do it, but I think it would also be smarter to just let Roman Reigns be the champion for a long time and then have somebody newer mm-hmm. win the title from him and make a new star. That's what I wanted to happen with Big E. I wanted Big E to win the title from him, but Big E went a different direction. He won the WWE title instead of yeah, the Universal title. But I mean, as much as you say like, oh, I don't think they would let Roman lose because he's, you know, this big star. What's the other thing you always say about WWE? That they don't care and nothing matters? Yeah, and the yeah. other other thing, too. That they're stupid. That they're stupid that they're and, they, stupid that and they're, they're bad. They do. They're bad. I, I, shut up. <laughs> it's what you said. It's all the thing. It's all they're stuff. stupid and stop bad. It. You said it. Stop it. Uh, I've never... Uh, <laughs> we can check the logs... Uh, no, but uh, I it is they would tank a year long title reign just to give it to Lesnar. But I mean, it's possible that Brock Lesnar could win, and then maybe Roman Reigns wins it back at the next pay per view and then yeah. continues on. Look Certainly. what you just did! You just wrote a WWE a WWE arc. Look I did. That. You Look did at it. that. Look I'm still. That. If we have to pick, though, I'm, I'm picking Roman Reigns. Okay, well, I'm picking Brock Lesnar. So. We you we as a. We have uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch, now of Raw, defending her SmackDown Women's title. It's against, a three-way. Yes. Against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Bianca Belair, now also of Raw, could be the Raw Women's Champion by the time this show happens. Uh, oh, boy. And, and Sasha Banks. I So Sasha Banks is the only person in this match that is going to be on SmackDown after this show. So... Really not sure. You know I'll pick what? Sasha Banks just to just to pick Sasha Banks and I'm say that pick, why not? I'm also gonna pick Sasha Banks because we love her. We, we do love, love her. Sasha. She's a friend of the show. We love you, Sasha. We love you, Sasha, and um, we're rooting for you here. We're we're um, both rooting for you. We're united in, as one. Yeah, and wear the belt on the Mandalorian. Okay, this um, is a lot of matches. We'll run through this faster. Okay. RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle defending their Raw Tag Team titles against AJ Styles and Omas. RK Bro is my pick. Okay. They I don't like AJ Styles. What What about him? His whole vibe. He just, you know, he's a guy named AJ, oh which is already like, huh? And then he's got the hair that's like, what? <laughs> And then, I don't know, it's just something so, it's like, 
aggressively normal. He. It's like just such aggressive normality. Like he's just a guy named AJ. He, That's his thing. <laughs> I feel like you missed a lot of AJ Styles' career. That uh, maybe would have been, but he is a very he is a very regular ass looking guy. Yeah, for sure, he's a regular and ass looking guy. He's also like one of the only wrestlers with long hair that doesn't like wet it. Yeah, this, is this dry yeah. long so hair. So it makes him look like he's just he's just come from the office. <laughs> he also never used to. Uh, he never used to have. I like how we're like we're gonna go through this real fast, and now we're like. <laughs> I know he never used to have long hair. Like for years, he was just this even more regular looking dude. Like, this oh was just him. Gosh. He just had this regular-ass short hair. You know what he looks like? He kind of looks like a porn star, but not in, like, a cool way. In, that like, was, a ugh way. I think that was actually a thing is that people said that he looked like, uh, like a porn guy. And, he looks yeah. like a porn guy. That's a perfect word for it. Porn mm-hmm. guy. Just a guy who's, like, either makes is or like a, is into porn. Well, he, he, he was very, like, he was like a twink. No, he's not a twink. I mean, he's not a twink. He's too, he's too muscular. Yeah, he's, too bi- he's, he's, too he's big and muscular, and that's to be not a what twink. a twink is. But he was, like, for a long time, kind of smooth. And anyway, um, I'm not going to get into the definition of a twink. Yeah. We don't have time <laughs> for it. <laughs> we um, were going to go through this really fast, and now we're talking about how smooth it, AJ Styles yeah. is. <laughs> it'll, probably, <laughs> it'll probably be RK Bro. I, I feel okay, like they're good. not going to li- I may be AJ and Omas, but it's, I'm going to pick RK Bro. AJ's too smooth. He's going to get out of that. He's too smooth, like. Yeah. Carlos Santana and that guy from that band. Um, oh, I've got, and this next one is Big E and Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I've got Big E for this one. I, I'm also going to go with the world's biggest man, Big E, to retain the WWE title against Drew McIntyre. Who Drew is, McIntyre's pretty big too, though. Drew McIntyre is very big as well. He's very large. But he didn't put it in his name. He's no. Not, he's not Big McIntyre. Nope, he's Drew McIntyre. That's right. Which is another like aggressively normal name too. Yeah, if he wasn't Scottish, I feel like, and also a giant but as, muscle man. But in Scottish, Drew is even weirder because it's like Drew, <laughs> like Drew. Like I, I refuse to believe Scottish people call each other Drew. Hey, Drew. <laughs> oh, how are you? I refuse to believe the Scottish people actually do that. Drew. It it sounds like it sounds hard for them to say. I know it's like it's it must be an Americanization of Andrew, which is a beautiful Scottish name. Oh yeah, yeah, or something. Uh, well, know. he also is has now been drafted to SmackDown. Big E is staying on Raw. Roman Reigns is staying on SmackDown. Mm. It's possible that if Brock Lesnar, because they always want these championships to be even, mm-hmm. so it's possible that if Brock Lesnar, who is a free agent wins the universal title he could go to um raw with it yeah uh and then drew mcintyre could win the wwe title and bring it to smackdown with him Mm -hmm. but most likely he's not going to it would be weird it's too soon for biggie to lose biggie's gonna win he's gonna retain keep the title with him on raw drew mcintyre will go it'll just be a nice it'll be a good win for biggie to beat the guy that was the man on raw for so long and this will usher in biggie to like this is now the big era um, big era. The big era. Then we've got Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley in an no holds barred match. Goldberg will win, and it's gonna be bad. Okay, I'll agree with you on that because I don't know. Goldberg has a son that is like sixteen, but he's like obsessed with proving to his son that he's like a superhero. But it's like, dude, your kid's like an adult now. I don't think he cares anymore. Like he's he's like. Did you tell my son there was no Santa? Goldberg actually did play like a killer Santa Claus in a, a horror fun. movie. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just Goldberg needs to 
relax. Um, and it's going to be sad because I don't want Lashley to lose to Goldberg. But yeah. anyway, uh, then we've got Finn Balor versus either Xavier Woods or Jinder Mahal in the King of the Ring Tournament Finals. Xavier Woods and Jinder Mahal facing each other possibly right now on Raw hmm. uh, for the other spot in this. Xavier Woods has been aggressively campaigning for this. Both other guys in the due day, Kofi Kingston and Big E, are now former. Well, Big E is a current, and Kofi Kingston is a former WWE champion. Mm-hmm. So it's I think time for Xavier Woods to to get to the finals here, to win a big thing. It's possible that Finn Balor can do it. Jinder Mahal's a heel, so Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal could be an easy easy dynamic. Mm-hmm. But I think we should go with Xavier Woods on this. Um. Okay. And also, I think Xavier Woods would do a good job as the king. Yeah, I mean, I do like Finn Balor, but I, we love Finn Balor. He's also a friend but, of the show. You know, Xavier Woods. I could do that. Okay. Um, if you want to pick Finn Balor, you could pick Finn Balor. No, 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 no. You, you continue on, continue on. Um, trying to think about how to say Drew in an Irish accent. Drew. Uh, all right. So we've got Zelina Vega versus either Dewdrop, formerly known as Piper Niven, mm. or Shayna Baszler. In the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament. I'm going to say Shayna Baszler. I would love for it to be Shayna Baszler. I'm thinking, because Shayna Baszler's a heel, Zelina Vega also a heel. I'm thinking Dewdrop upset Shayna Baszler here. Because Dewdrop could, I think, beat Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zelina Vega ends up winning. Because I feel like it's, it's usually a heel that wins these things. And then so Zelina Vega would ra- walk around doing the Queen gimmick. Mm, so see. that's why I would pick Zelina Vega. But I would that's love for Shayna Baszler to win it because she is already the queen of spades. Yeah, that that's would be her nice. thing. Uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match. This seems kind of redundant because when I think of Edge and then I think of Seth Rollins, it's hard for me to tell them apart in my head. I mean, it's easy for me just because I know them, uh, not personally, but uh, known them know them for a long time here. I mean, they both have long hair. They do both have long hair they're and beards. Yeah, they're both white guys. They both have abs and muscles. Yeah, so it's just hard for me. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Edge because he's like the returning legend, and he's he lost the last match in shitty fashion from Seth Rollins repeatedly kicking him in the neck. Mm. Um, so it seems like time for Edge to come back and win. But I like Seth Edge Rollins too. Is Edge is the guy who had that great clip that I put on Twitter one time, where it was his really entrance, like he had this dramatic entrance, that hardcore music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gets on the mic and he's like, "It's been a really rough year for me and my wife." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like it's the, the funniest thing I've ever seen. So that was like beginning of pandemic. What was his wife's name? Beth Phoenix. Oh, Beth. <laughs> I think he literally calls her Beth. He's like. It's been a really hard year for me and my wife, Beth. And it was also in front of nobody because this was it's like a, there's it was, no audience. That was this like was in the middle of COVID. Maybe the first COVID raw, it and they made him like drive, like fly in <laughs> and drive there. And it's like, <laughs> why is he there? Just oh, that it, was a great moment though. That was, was so it was funny very to silly. Me. So I will also pick Edge. Um, yeah, and Rollins. I would normally go with like saying the younger star should win, but Rollins is very established at this point. And it he it's fine for him to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll pick Edge. And then finally, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Mansoor is uh, Saudi Arabian. Oh, so he's got to win. Yeah, so he wins every... He has a match on every uh, Saudi show, and he always wins. He has to win. Yeah. 
John, I need all these people to come home. Yeah. Remember how last time they almost didn't? Yep. <laughs> um, and there, oh yeah, Sami Zayn was also in the King of the Ring tournament, but he lost. Um, and Sami Zayn never does this, the Crown Jewel shows. Uh, the word on the street that I've heard is that it's because he is of Syrian descent and he's like not allowed to do the shows. Oh, but wow. they will never obviously admit that. Um, but uh, yeah. And yeah. then Kevin Owens always seems to refuse to do these shows because he's friends with Sami Zayn. Isn't it like amazing how Saudi Arabia is like a legit kingdom? Yeah. And it's actually supposedly it's like the prince of Saudi Arabia is like the one that requests these things and he yeah. used to request like yokozuna and ultimate warrior just, and these old dead wrestlers it's just so funny to me because you know we have so much like literature and tv and movies like game of thrones and stuff that like glorify like absolute mm-hmm. monarchy and like romanticize it i should say yeah but then we also we live in a world where that exists and it's not no <laughs> fun. It's, no it's not good <laughs> it's we also i mean we were really scary it's yeah it's pretty scary and uh they love Talking about how women can drive. That's like the big, that's like, we're so progressive now. Um, it's just funny because it's like, you know, people are like fantasize about royalty all the time. Like, oh, prince and princesses. I mean, we like, still do it with oh, like. Oh, God, in real life, this is absolutely terrifying. It's terrifying, one yeah. person in control of everything? Yeah, oh, no. and it's like, they're like, I hope they're chill. This is a bad idea. <laughs> well, that's why we, I guess that's maybe why we can continue to romanticize and glorify like the British monarchy because they don't really have oh, yeah, any power they literally don't do anything yeah. except be classist yes yeah. so i guess that's why yeah but yeah that's the card uh it probably had more stuff but we we're way over time so we're way over. i actually don't know if we're way over time because our recorder cut out in the middle so yeah, for like two minutes we're we're uh, yeah okay well fine um hey look i could keep talking about wrestling. i know you could but we gotta eat dinner and stuff we got we lives to lead, ladies and gentlemen we do. So listen, despite popular belief like and subscribe like and subscribe and we'll see you next week see you next week <laughs>